It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker, they'll play ESPN radio. By the way, Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. So you better learn more and do it right now at Progressive.com or 1-800-REGRESSIVE. Well, 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 when it comes to Tom Brady. I don't know what has gone on in terms of He's being so free to let it loose about taking us behind the curtain when it comes to the Patriots dynasty. Bill Belichick hasn't done the same. Ain't going to have to worry about it, although he could since he's no longer a member of the Patriots organization as a head coach. But Tom Brady, he's been mouth almighty, tongue everlasting, especially the upcoming documentary, The Dynasty, dropping today on Apple TV+. Tom Brady said he absolutely knew he was not going to return to New England as a free agent in 2020, especially with Bill Belichick still being the head coach. Harry, he said, according to The Athletic, that transcribed it, and I quote, me and Coach Belichick, we did what we loved and competed for 20 years together, but I wasn't going to sign another contract in New England, even if I wanted to play until I was 50. Based on how things had gone, I wasn't going to sign up for more of it, end quote. I think that's all, that also tells us that there's a lot more behind the scenes that we don't know that transpired to have Tom Brady feel that way. Sure. Because if you win six Super Bowls and you're able to play at the level that you're able to play at and you have a guy in Bill Belichick that was right there with you, you're not just going to want to depart just like that if something wasn't said to you that you didn't like or something didn't rub you the wrong way if you're Tom Brady. And also, I mean, we got to get credit now. Bill Belichick did draft Tom Brady uh, in the sixth round, pick mm-hmm. 199, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, pick 199. They were able to win six Super Bowls together. But at the end of the the day, when you have two guys that have been together uh, and and done so much together over time, people move in different places mentally and physically. And for Tom Brady, what it sounds like, he was in a different place and Bill Belichick was still in the same place. And he just wanted to move on and take his talents, not to South Beach like LeBron, but in the same state, Florida, to Tampa, Florida, St. Pete area, where he went and won a Super Bowl in his first year becoming the quarterback. And Tom Brady meant so much to his organization, man. We're going to have Asante Samuel join us within Mm -hmm. this segment who played with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I know Dion Branch very, very well. That was my mentor. Uh, coming out of Louisville and talk to him frequently and talk to him a lot about, you know, playing in New England, but also, you know, about the game of football. And he basically told me Tom Brady was the standard, right? Tom Brady made you elevate your play to a certain level that you didn't want to let yourself down, number one, but you didn't want to let him down because once he felt like you wasn't going to be a guy that he can count on consistently, you weren't getting that football. And he would get, get into you, well, with his mouth, he mm. wasn't going to let it let it slide, let it ride. He was going to let you know how he felt. And Dean Brent also said it didn't matter if you were a player or a coach. If Tom Brady felt like he needed to say something, he was going to say something to you. Right. And I, 
I respect a human being like that, mm-hmm. not to just sit there and let certain things go on without them saying anything and being at the forefront, especially if you're a leader of the football team. I wonder how much of this will continue to be a snowball effect because Adam Vinatieri, when he was on the Pat McAfee show, he talked about, oh, yeah, there were certain things you couldn't say or do because it would come down from above that mm-mm. if we want injuries being talked about that, doing endorsements, mm-mm. I wonder how much of this could be a snowball effect that players who chafed under Bill Belichick despite the success that the Pages have with 20 years, I wonder how many other players are going to come out and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we won, but it wasn't fun. Or we won because Tom Brady was our quarterback, not because Bill Belichick was our head coach. And I'm sure he's going to have more than a couple of people there that will say, man, the Pager way is the Pager way. I knew that I had gotten into. I loved every second of it with Bill Belichick being in charge of it. But I wonder, Harry, how many former players – not named Tom Brady, not named Anna Vinatieri. Both of those guys, in my opinion, will be in the Pro Bowl Hall of Fame. How many of those players that are not known may decide to say, you know what, that blankety-blank treated me like you-know-what the first six years. I'm getting my pound of flesh back right now. And I wonder how much of that could this could be a starting point for players to say, well, he's no longer part of the Patriots. I don't have to worry about or fear him or me losing the job. I can say whatever I want. Well, one of our colleagues, Andrew Hawkins, who was up there in New England, he said, man, from even the media stuff, mm-hmm. everything had to go through Bill Belichick. Just imagine if, like, you want to go on a podcast or you want to do an interview with somebody. Yep. You can't do that. Even if you're in your hometown, you got to let Bill Belichick know before you're able to do that. Just think about that. Just that alone uh, is 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 weird in, in so many ways, in my opinion. I understand, like, you don't want – certain things being said absolutely yeah the the control to that point in my opinion is extreme we'll see going forward because tom brady he stand he stood a lot behind things he said the minute he left new england it seemed like tom brady for the first time he said i'm we got to see fun Tom Brady. Exactly. Like social media, we've seen him trolling mm. people, yep. having a good time. Freddie, earlier you mentioned about when they won a Super Bowl in Tampa. Tom Brady Absolutely. Dr- drunk as a skunk on that tequila. Completely. Celebrating, having a hell of a time. we never seen him celebrate like that, winning a Super Bowl when he was in New England. You know why? It, it didn't feel like something to be celebrated. It felt like relief. And when you celebrate your teammates, yeah. But even when Bill Belcher would give him a hug, like, hey, that's what it was, like a quick hug and everything like that. No conversation. That was not Bill Belichick's way. Not criticizing it. Not at all. But I just wonder how much of that works now in the International Football League when you don't have the Patriots and the pedigree behind you. Because you could get away with that because people say, man, they win. Because of Tom Brady, because of Bill Belichick, whatever that is, they win. If I sign up for that, I got to deal with everything that comes with it. It's the genie in the bottle theory. You rub that bottle and the genie pops out, you got to take everything that comes with it. So you were willing to do that if you signed with the New England, New England Patriots because they were a championship organization. Without that behind him, without that, and it's in the rearview mirror, I wonder how much of that, how he's going to employ himself, is going to fly with the NFL player that's not a Patriot Way member. Well, another component of what you just mentioned is that, you know, guys that were attached to him went to go be head coaches mm. and they weren't successful trying mm-hmm. to do things the Patriot Way. That's true. And – when you have a Matt Patricia who is tied to your name, 
right? You have a Josh McDaniels that's tied to your name, and you're going to these football teams and say you're having a meeting. Hey, who's your OC going to be? Josh McDaniels. Who's your DC going to be? Matt Patricia. Do you think they're going to be excited about that? No, no. They're, they're not going to be – their ears aren't going to perk up. Their eyes aren't going to get big when we see a Shanahan-type tree offense taking over the National Football League. When you know you have to be more open and you have to be able to relate to your players and have that relatability, yeah. that's not going to – for owners or GMs of, of football teams, that's not going to make them say, hey, you know what, we're going to bring him in. We're going to sign him in, sign him up. And that's even with the six Super Bowls. Mm. But you also have to remember, you got to take into account the last four years. One playoff appearance in the last four years, uh, not doing so well, not great in picking talent from the offensive side of the ball. And a lot of people view it as, hey, Tom Brady, you didn't have him. You didn't. You couldn't do anything with the, pe- the, the pieces that you had yeah. without him. So you're going to have people that say, hey, it was all Tom Brady. You're going to have people say it was a mixture. You're going to have people say it was more so Belichick. I'm – of the mindset now, I'm leaning more towards Tom Brady. I'm not discrediting anything that that Bill Belichick had uh, had done in right, New England. Right. But n- now that we get to see and hear from a lot of things that went on in New England, Tom Brady, man, was the captain now. Tom Brady was the captain. <laughs> right. And then he branched off and was able to win a Super Bowl. Out of all the former assistants that Bill Belichick has had in his career, only three were successful. Mike Vrabel. Nick Saban. But he really wasn't an assistant, though, because he only played for Belichick. So, right. Two. You're right. Two former assistants when it comes to Nick Saban, when they were together in Cleveland, and Bill O'Brien. Everybody else, washout after washout after washout. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Let's bring in somebody who was a part of the Patriot Way. Won two Super Bowl champions as part of that Patriot way. And now he's host of a great podcast of Said What Needs to Be Said. He is Asante Samuel Sr. Hit him on, on the Twitter at pick underscore 622. Asante, your former teammate Tom Brady. According to The Athletic, they, he basically said that he would not sign up for another year of Bill Belichick. After playing with him for 20 years, he was not going to do that even if he wanted to play until he was 50 years of age. You were a part of that. When you heard that that Tom Brady said, part of the documentary Apple TV Plus called The Dynasty, what were your thoughts, my friend? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know you got Mr. Pick 6 in the building. And I always got to say what needs to be said. So we got to back this up a little bit. Okay. And we're talking about it was only a couple people that were successful on the Belichick tree. You forgot to say Mr. Pick 6. There ain't too many people that leave about it and be a free agent and go get that big money and can't get held back. That's so a, I was one of those yeah, people to make it out of there and be successful. I will forget that one, brother. No, I didn't forget. I said coaches, not players. Oh, okay. Hey. I said coaches, <laughs> not say, players. Hey, you know me, I get that thing started, baby. I can't conquer and did what I needed to do, baby. So, hey, we out here, this dynasty that came out, and they don't have me on. Hey, you ain't going to get the real story until I watch it, and then I get to dissect it. And I'm going to tell you the truth. See, I put all this pressure on these people. See, you know what I'm saying? I put all this pressure on these people to tell them. And guess what? If I didn't start this narrative, guess what? It would be a whole different story. Tom Brady wouldn't come out, come out and say, I wasn't signing up for another year. He know he had to say that because Asante Mr. Pick 6 is coming, and I got a lot to say. You understand what I'm saying? And that's just to answer your question, it's basically what I've been saying from day one. Now everybody's not scared to talk about it. Now everybody's not scared to to to, to cross their master, Mr. Bill Belichick. 
hey, I'm, I was there. I had no ill will. I'm going in full, full mode Monday on say what needs to be said after I get to watch this dynasty thing. Brady, you need to come out and say everything that needs to be said because I'm doing a marathon and I'm calling you out if I don't hear what I need to hear. Just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you like that. So what's up, man? What's what's the next question? Talk so, 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 Sante, I gotta ask you this: when it when it when it came to the decision that a lot of people are trying to figure out, was it more so Tom Brady or more so Bill Belichick? Was it Bill Belichick in the Patriot way, or was it Tom Brady's Patriot way? Okay, first of all, there was never no Patriot way. Teddy, Teddy Bruschi, whoever started that, that dead. He's still trying to hold on to a Patriot way. I always told you from the beginning there was never no Patriot way. And second of all, um, uh, repeat your question again. Was it from Bill or, or for Tom? Yeah, was, was it more? Question? Was it more so Tom Brady or was it more so Bill Belichick? Listen, and that's the thing. See, see, people try to look at me crazy and about my obnoxious statements and everything I'm saying. Listen, I was there. I'm not a person that just comes in and, and just do what they, they say and do. I study. I analyze. I see what's going on. I wonder why they're a winner. So when, I, when I'm analyzing stuff, I've been had this conclusion in my mind that it was Brady. Because guess what? He's bringing in C-level talent to help Brady out. And Brady still finds a way to win. He does that every year, every year, after year, after year. And then he finally brings in some top-tier talent. And it wasn't even top-tier. It was just top-tier names. You got the Randy Moss, Dante Stallworth. Randy Moss was damn 35 years old. I, don't quote me on that, but he was old as well, if you want to say that was top-tier talent, Brady made it look like top-tier talent. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, and, and the second thing about that, everybody tried to say, Bill Belichick's going to have a job after this and this and that. No, everybody's waking up. And nobody will, there don't want to put their organization through some craziness like that and, and, and not be able to resign players who, who are fan favorites and owners love them and stuff like that. But Mr. Kraft chose Bel- uh, Brady chose Belichick over Brady, and he realized that was a mistake, and I know that it's killing him right now to his soul. That's Asante Samuel, senior two-time Super Bowl champion, host of, you know, Say What Needs to Be Said. Now, son, I got to tell you, we're going to keep this thing rolling, but, you know, keep Keep the profanity down. Keep profanity down a little bit for us. Okay, (laughs) my my, my bad. ESPN, sorry. ESPN, (laughs) sorry. You're right, you're right. Remind me of that. But you know you got to remind me when you get on the phone. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. Sorry. It's, it's, it's good. We're good. We're good. We're good. When, when it comes to stuff like that and the page your way, because you're right. You were really the first person to kind of call out what was going on behind the scenes. I was. Ain't no kind of. Ain't no okay. kind of. Ain't no okay. maybe. I was okay. when everybody was scared. Now, okay. Go ahead. Okay. No problem. I'm, I'm, I don't mind being corrected. You were at the <laughs> forefront of that when it came to calling out people. Why do you think it took so long for other guys to follow your lead, Asante? Because they were scared. They manipulated. They brainwashed. They brainwashed that this big goat of, of Bell Belichick is the greatest ever, and they, and they don't analyze stuff. They don't study. They just, they just uh, piggyback and, and copycat. I'm here to tell you the truth. I don't care who don't like me, what nobody don't care what I got to say, if they don't like what I say. I don't care none, about none of that. I'm just here to tell the truth, let the truth be, be known, and move on. So, it's people that want to come out. I took three years of bashing people, berating me, trying to belittle me, talk to me, make me look like the foolish kind in the world. In the world. Now I look at them now. Nobody want to come out and apologize to Asante Samuel. Ain't nobody want to say Asante started this this whole scenario and told y'all the truth. They want to act like it's their story. They want to act like they dissecting me. That's what I hate about this stuff. Come out and be real. 
say Asante said it, and now I was scared to say it. And now I'm all on it. I believe him. I see that Asante was telling the truth. It's all Brady, man. Bill Belichick, I don't know. It's it's easy for Bill Belichick to win, but he has a problem with with letting people be superstars. That's what it really boils down to. Ooh. He has a problem because if you if you if you go back to the Cleveland '95 when they was making pennies on the dollar, fourteen thousand dollars a year, fifteen thousand dollars a year, barely be able to pay his staff. That's the era he lives in. So now he comes to this new era where everybody making all this money. Hell no, Bill Belichick don't want to see that. That's his problem. He don't want to see that. That's do, the guy honest truth. Do you think? Do you think Bill Belichick? He didn't get a uh, head coaching job this cycle. Do you think Bill Belichick will coach again moving forward? I think it'd be real hard. Uh, the only landing spot I can see is Dallas, and it, it'd be a very desperate situation because Jerry Jones, you know. Our time on this earth is only limited, and Jerry Jones really wants a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I could see Dallas the only place, but there's a control thing. Jerry Jones loves control. Bill Belichick wants this control. Right. If you give Bill Belichick the control, your fan favorite is not going to be there no more. So I think this is the problem with the owners and stuff like that. They understand that this man will come in and, 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 and change his team whole dynamic, for the, for, not for the good. He's going to act like it's for the good, but it's not for the good. What was it like playing football with Harry Douglas? Oh, say, oh, what was it, oh, say that again. What was it like playing football with Harry Douglas? Yeah, what was, what was like, what was <laughs> it like? Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, say. You had to answer, on, the, answer, the, you answer the question when with I the say, question. I know this is going to be hey. good now. Yeah, hey, let me say, when I come to a team and it's somebody that can match Asante's energy step for step, stride for stride, hey, Hey, you got to love that, baby. So, hey, Harry, <laughs> Harry Douglas, boy, he had that energy and practice with me, boy. Hey, we keep it going. We keep it going. One thing about Harry, though, let me tell you, you can look at him. You can say what you want to say and, and think you want to think whatever you think about him. But on that field, you play with Harry if you want. Harry is coming for you. He don't care how, how, how he gets you. He going to get you. He ain't playing. <laughs> That's what I like, baby. So, I think some of the some of the best times we had, man, too, was – like just in practice, like in a stretch line, something, man, you starting oh us boy. off with questions of the day, just making sure that energy was there. And what people don't understand, man, when you're playing football, you're doing the same thing every day. You're around your teammates more than you are your, your own family. You have to break the ice, man. You got to enjoy. You got to have fun. You got to do things differently. And I, I always appreciated you for keeping things real, number one, but also keeping things fun. But you were right. – one of the greatest to do it at your position. So it, it, it never affected your play on the field. So, man, I always appreciated you for that. And that's the thing. Like you said, it's, it's a repetitive game. It gets boring. It gets, so I come out there and I talk to, to motivate everybody, keep the energy high. But I'm also putting a target on my back. I want everybody to come after me every play. I want to bring my A game. I want to show this team that I'm a leader because the way I play, the way I represent myself on this field. So guess what? Forget y'all, Matt. Forget you, Douglas. Forget you, Julio Jones. Y'all can't do nothing on me. Because guess what that do when I say that? Now I got a target on my back. Now I got to go answer the bell when they come at me. Because if I don't, now everybody's going to look at me like, who is this big, loudmouth guy that can't do nothing? So that was my part of, of how I played and how I inspired my team and things like that. And the cook little story from Mr. Pick Six himself. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> and you get all of that and so much more because he is the host of Said What Needs to Be Said. He is Asante Samuel Sr., two-time Super Bowl champion. Hit him up on Twitter, pick underscore 622. Graced up by him joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pick Six, thank you so much, my friend. You take care and be well. All right, no problem, man. Thanks, y'all. See you, Harry. All right, Brody. 
I can only imagine you two at practice. <laughs> you I, talk about uh, talking noise to each other. Yeah. So in, in our secondary, we had Brent Grimes, Asante, uh-huh. and Dante Robinson. And then receiver-wise, it was me, Roddy White, and Julio Jones. So, man, our practice was way harder to the, than the game. Right. When we got to the game, for them and for us, it was easy peasy. We just went out there and balled out and did our thing. Yeah, because you could deal with each other during the week. Anybody our hardest, on Sunday wasn't our hardest battles was in practice. I don't doubt that. I would love to see you guys in one-on-one drills. For those who don't know, <laughs> usually every Thursday or Friday at an NFL practice, they have what they call one-on-one drills where receivers mm-hmm. go against D-backs, linemen go against linemen, running backs go against linebackers. I'd have loved to see the one-on-one drill involving Harry Douglas and Asante Samuel and somebody getting in their feelings. We that, had some would fun. Been, that would have been a must-see <laughs> practice involving you two. Hit us up anytime you want on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and at HDouglas83. We turn our attention back to the NBA here on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're going to bring in our producer, Shannon Penn, and it's going to be an either-or NBA style that you will not believe, but it's going to be good. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is a Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It is the 2024 NBA All-Star Game Sunday Night Live from Indianapolis, Indiana, presented by Indeed. All the coverage you need begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations. And don't forget to tune into the Black History Always NBA All-Star Special with yours truly, Harry Douglas. It's going to air multiple times this weekend, so catch it anytime you want on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We bring in our producer, Shannon Penn, like me, a noted New York Knicks fan, so we'll try to make sure that we don't keep Harry the Atlanta Hawks fan at bay. We'll do the best we can. We're going to do a little NBA. Who would you rather have or need not apply? We're going to pick one or the other. We could agree. We could disagree. But it's going to be a good NBA. Who would you rather have? Shannon Penn, the floor is yours on ESPN Radio. I mean, I got to step my energy level up after after doing a coming on the show after Santi Samuel Senior. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that's even possible oh, to get near the energy level of Santi Samuel or his <laughs> former teammate Harry Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still reeling over here. <laughs> uh, did that dude just did this? As John Starks once said. Yeah, yeah, he did <laughs> Re- repeatedly. <laughs> All right, look, a little little NBA. Who would you rather have? I'm gonna give you a player. You got two players. You got to tell me which one you rather have right right now 
right now, two, 2024. All right. Freddie, I'm going to start with you. Who would you rather have, LeBron James or Steph Curry? Oh, boy. Right off the top rope, huh? Yep. Um, right now, I would rather have Steph Curry. The, his ability to shoot the basketball, nothing against LeBron James. We know how fantastic he is. He is. That's not new news here, but I just believe more that if the Golden State Warriors got into the playoffs, that Steph would make more magical plays at this point shooting the basketball than LeBron James. So that's where I'm going. Freddie, I'm with you, man. I'm going really? Steph Curry. And it's nothing against King James, but the way Steph is playing right now, shooting the lights out of the basketball, that's something that will never leave his arsenal. Mm-hmm. Right, it's being able to shoot the basketball, running off screens, being in shape. I'm gonna go Steph Curry. He's lethal as I don't know what right now. Okay, wow, surprising. All right, Harry. Next, next up on the list, who would you rather have, Anthony Edwards or Shea Gildress Alexander? A T L A N T A G A is where I stay, huh? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Anthony Edwards, man. Anthony Edwards, and uh, I just like his upside. I like the dog in him. I like that he can shoot it from long range. He can take the ball to the cup. I like that he's not afraid of the moment. If Carl Anthony Towns could just stay out of his way, True. I'm going to go with Ant-Man. See, I'm going to go SGA. You made compelling arguments for Anthony Edwards. By the way, he's going to look really nice a couple of years in the Hawks jersey, just putting it out there, when he becomes a free agent. I please, don't, yeah, I don't please, know. I, Ant-Man. Minnesota's terrific for him, but I could see him wanting to go back home. But Shea Gilgis Alexander, man, he's just terrific. No matter what you need, just like Anthony Edwards, his ability to get into the lane, to knock down shots. He's not afraid of the moment. He can level off guys at the other end. Both of these guys are going to be, if not now, they're going to be the faces of the league. But I'll take Shea Gilgis-Alexander. It's razor, razor thin. It is credit card thin. The space between both of those guys when it comes to that. But I'm going to go SGA over the Ant-Man. Right now, SGA second right now, according to ESPN Bet, in, uh, MVP behind Jokic. That doesn't make me right. That just makes me right. All right, well, here we go. <laughs> All right, Freddie, who would you rather have, Jalen Brunson or Tyrese Halliburton? Oh, man. I'll take Jalen, but it's close because Tyrese Halliburton, uh, man, he's really, really good. Think about this. How good is De'Aaron Fox that they moved on from Tyrese Halliburton and traded him to Indiana to keep De'Aaron Fox? That's a good point. That's how good De'Aaron Fox is because Tyrese Halliburton – he is no joke. But I got to side my New York brother, Jalen Brunson. I've seen him deliver way too many times in clutch situations. You don't think he's able to do that. You don't think he's able to get to those spots. You think you can take those things away. And he always seems to find an answer. And when those guys get healthy, the Knicks will be back to being that team that can contend at the Eastern Conference and be maybe the second-best team. I'll go Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I'm going to go Brunson as well. The toughness, the grittiness, the ability to play off one foot, but also both feet. Right, being able to shoot the mid-range jumper, the three-pointer, excellent from the free throw line, and you know he's from up north, man. He got some grit to him, so I'm yeah. going Jalen Brunson. Okay, all right, all right, Harry. Next up on the list, who would you rather have right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo or Nikola Jokic? I'm going Nikola Jokic. You talk about a guy that barely gets off the ground and can barely jump. Uh, skillful as all outdoors, can play with his back to the basket, facing the basket. He puts you in that triple threat. He hits you with the pump fake. You're jumping. Next thing you know, he's dribbling around you with that slow dribble, and he's taking it to the hoop for a dunk that he's barely even getting off the ground to get. So I'm going to Kola Jokic. We're talking about a guy that won the NBA championship last year. Not that Giannis hadn't won one, right. but I like where his game is right now more so than Giannis's. I'm completely with you. That's a no-brainer to me because I've seen Nikola Jokic deliver more clutch situations. And if you found Nikola Jokic, he's going to make those free throws. That's not even a certainty. 
or a 50-50 prospect wow. when it comes to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Where's no, the lie? No-brainer? Where's the lie? Wow. It's a, it's a, a no-brainer no for me. It's a no-brainer. And I'm a Giannis fan. I think he's terrific. But, no, nah, he's not like that good. Who would you have to have the ball in their hands at the end of the game? Giannis or Nikola Jokic? I'm taking Nikola Jokic every damn time. Nikola, Nikola Jokic's not taking 10 seconds to shoot a free throw? Absolutely. And then missing. Fifty <laughs> percent of the time. We love you, Giannis. We just trolling right now. We, we're sorry. No, I'm not trolling. I'm, I'm keeping it Asante Samuel here. It's well, we're keeping it real, but we're it's trolling also. <laughs> we are trolling a little bit. The NBA. Who would you rather have? We can agree or disagree, but it's going to be good. It's going to continue to be good here on Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Once again, here's the doubting Thomas, known as Shannon Penn. And by the way, uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis, the Penn family loves you guys. Son and I going out to a Bucks game Stop in a couple weeks. Up. We'll be out there to see Giannis. So the Stop. Penn family loves you. Stop sucking up and making saying. trouble. You see a light skinned dude with a bright uh, sweatsuit on? That'll be my oh, son. My <laughs> Lord. Love you guys. Just punking up to the 25th power. Just saying. <laughs> Shout out. Jeez. Bucks, but whatever the slogan is, fear the deer, fear the fear deer. The deer. <laughs> if you want to work for the Milwaukee Bucks, put in your application online, <laughs> Shannon. Send your resume. Hi, I'm Shannon Penn. I love Giannis Antetokounmpo and long walks in the park. Just put your application into the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. at MilwaukeeBucks.com. Yeah, we love the you love Giannis. We love the Antetokounmpo family. What's up? I'm a captain. I mean, I'm Greek too. Man, who's we next on the list, man? <laughs> Thank you. All right, Fred. Like Shannon all, Penn's greatest All this hits. Captain Kirk stuff you got going exactly. on. Exactly. Jeez. Shout out to the Nasses. Right. <laughs> don't save us. You don't want to be saved. Like the Nasses hit the, hit, the, hit the sham god last week. The Nasses is about that life. All right, let's move on. Freddie, you ready? No. <laughs> but go ahead anyway. All right, who would you rather have, Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard? I can't go against KD as much as I'm a Kawhi Leonard. I love his two-way ability, although he's more one-way scoring the basketball, but he's still a lethal defender. Kevin Durant is 12th all-time in scoring in the history of the NBA. A guy like that, that when he's healthy and as right as rain, he is, a, 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 he is that dude. We've seen him do that before. And even though he's kind of taking a backseat to Devin Booker, it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Devin Booker should be the leader of this team, and Kevin Durant's like, that's fine. But his ability to score and be that efficient, both of these guys are pretty efficient. I, I can't go against Mama Durant's son. I don't want her mad at me. I'm going with Kevin Durant. We had Mama Durant on yesterday, and I literally sung to her on this show. Yes, you did. You think I'm about to pick Kawhi Leonard? I'm going with the easy money sniper, <laughs> Kevin Durant. Mama! <laughs> Joe Fortenball, who from Carlin versus Joe, Monday through Friday from noon to 3, he said he was on his way to the restroom. He gets in the restroom, and he hears Harry singing. He said, it's pretty hard to do what you got to do when you walk into the restroom and you hear <laughs> Harry Douglas singing. I said, well, he was singing to Kevin Durant's mother. And he said, why? I said, because he's Harry. That's why. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason. That's, the, that's it. That's the tweet. Because he's Harry. <laughs> True. No lies detected. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. This whole thing's gone off the rails. What you got, Shannon? All right. You can tell it's Friday. You really can. Hey, oh. hey, we love you, KD. Mama, Mama Durant. My son got four KD jerseys. I'm just saying. My son's going to come to a game. 
We'll be out there. I feel like when that shot they saw Mama Loves You. you know? Oh, man. <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. Hey, he also has a uh, Luka Doncic jersey. Speaking of Luka, uh-huh. Harry, who would you rather have, Luka or Jason Tatum? Ooh. I'm going to go with Tatum because Tatum's a two-way player. Okay. Luka still needs to get the defensive part of his game down. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Jason Tatum, level-headed, can do a lot of different things on the basketball court. So I'm going with JT. I'm with you because Luka should be more of a higher MVP candidate when it comes to the betting odds. But the maturity of Jason Tatum has been terrific this year. The, the ability to make plays mm-hmm. when, it's not, when he's not scoring, he's creating opportunities for other people. And also by having Derek White and Drew Holiday, He's had, he's had a chance to see exactly what it is to make teammates better. Not saying he didn't do it before, but he's doing it at a different level where it's not just about what's in it for me. Or I got to be able to score for this team to win. If you make the right play, the team is going to win. And it's been more of a symbiotic relationship with him and Jalen Brown. You've been able to see that on the basketball court. So I'm with you. I'll take Jason Tatum, who I'd rather have right now between him and Luka. All right, right now, according to ESPN Bet, looking at the MVP odds, Luka fourth, followed by Jason Tatum, who was fifth. In the ESPN Ooh, bet, they both, they both, they right both should be higher than me. They should be two and three behind Jokic, but that's another story for another day. All right, Freddie, who would you rather have, De'Aaron Fox of the Kings or Tyrese Maxey of the Sixers? Uh, De'Aaron Fox. I'm glad Tyrese Maxey is not just seeing the ball in the layup line when James Harden was a member of the Philadelphia 76ers, but uh, De'Aaron Fox is so good at controlling the pace of play for Sacramento. He's dealt with some injuries as well, but – I love the fact that he is the unquestioned leader of that basketball team. They follow his lead. He's always going to look like he's 15 years of age. He's going to be 60 years of age. He's going to go in the restaurant and going to say, may we see your ID, sir? He's always going to have that baby-facedness about him. But he's a baby-faced assassin that is delivering clutch moments down the stretch. Y'all take him. Yeah, we're talking about two Kentucky point guards right at the moment, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Maxey. I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox, one of the fastest players in the NBA as well. You just mentioned it, Shannon, for him to ship Tyrese Halliburton out of town. That says a lot about him. I'm going with De'Aaron Fox. All right, last one, Harry. Who would you rather have, Wemby or Zion? That's right, Man, two I- dudes. I'm just using one name. I'm I'm going with Stretch Armstrong. I'm going with Wimby <laughs> because he has a lot more upside. Zion is a guy that I don't I I I can't sit up here and say I can count on being healthy. Uh, I I love what I've seen from Wimby, so I'm gonna go Wimby. Yeah, he he's must see TV already. He really really is. With Zion, I hope that he can stay healthy and stay in shape. But that's going to be a constant constant battle with Zion Williamson. Wimby could put on another 20 pounds, and he's still going to be effective. Zion can't afford to put on another 20 pounds because he's not going to be effective, and he's not <laughs> going to change his game. Seriously, if Zion Williamson could be more Charles Barkley and less of a high flyer, he would extend his basketball career, in my opinion, about three to four years because he has ability. He can make shots. He can get to the rim. He's a terrific rebound, has great hands. But Wimby Yama, he's only scratching the surface of how great he's going to be when and if San Antonio can put some pieces around him to make sure to elevate him and elevate that franchise back to being a contender in the Western Conference. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Shannon Penn putting his resume in for the Milwaukee Bucks here on Freddie and Harry <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance. Fear the dear. <laughs> Don't forget the NBA All-Star Game this Sunday night, 2024 NBA All-Star Game in Indianapolis. Two of the Fear the Deer will be part of the Eastern Conference, meaning Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo and you as well. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations. In other news, we'll be taken over by three of our favorites. And believe me, it's going to be the best in other news we've ever had on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio.
It's the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Each and every night around this time, we know that plenty of things are going in the world and you can't be updated on everything. That's where we come in. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. And it's a special edition of Other News. We're going to dedicate it to our three of our favorite callers and give them a chance to spread some news the way that they want to about the day's events, which means we got Wolf in Virginia, Eric in New York, and Unique in New Jersey. We start with the mighty Wolf in Virginia. Three, two, one. Oh! <laughs> yeah, man, that's a very respectful howling hello. I appreciate it, gentlemen. It's all about that respect, you know, I Wolf. To, I love the respect. I know you do, too. How are you, you know, uh, there's something about you, man. we got a lot of similarities here. I was yeah. in Hot Atlanta. Okay. In fact, I'd like to take out that squirrel that's in your attic. (laughs) (laughs) Wolf, if anybody can do it, it'll be you. (laughs) You you know, what I was thinking is that Sante can be proposed for membership. We'll give him that contract. (laughs) 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 But I wanted to say also, Freddie, I hope I didn't insult you. Last week I implied that you are no singer. No, no, no. And I was going to save this tune for Delta Blues. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, because okay. I was always trying to provide you some content. Okay. If I may. Go ahead. Absolutely. Frankie was a good girl. Everybody knew she paid $100 to have her some silver clothes. Johnny was a man, but he was doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's Mississippi John Hurt, Delta oh, Blues. Oh, absolutely. That was well done by Wolf in Virginia. Taking us back to the blues and everything like that. Let's go to Easy E, Eric in New York. Easy E, what you got, my friend? How you doing, Freddie and Harry, man? Great show as always, and, and thank you so much, man. I'm feeling the love today. Yeah. Um, got a chance to go visit my daughter and my uh, my grandson, so I'm, I'm I'm just sky high and feeling wonderful, man. Fantastic. Feeling wonderful, man. Fantastic. You know that? And uh, tomorrow we're going to go over to uh, my son's house and visit my other two grandsons, so going to be a love weekend. It's love. Every day is love, brothers. Every day is love, man. So uh, it's all good. I love that. Definitely yeah. all good. I love that. You know, Love Friday, it's all about that love from, that we get from our listeners each and every day here on Freddie and Harry. 100%. And last but not least, the one and only Unique. Profess. Professor, my man. What's going on, Unique? How you, man? I'm good, man. man, I missed you all week. How you? We're good. We're good, man. You know we've been here. You know we're here for each other, bro. You know how we do. Yeah, yeah. You know, y'all get a little tied up. You're too popular, man. (laughs) Got to be touching number one. (laughs) Well, we do the best we can to get that number one spot. We do the best we can. Now, Professor, Professor, now I overheard you say something. I'm not correct, but let me give you the understanding. I got a number of love for you. So I'm always on your side. I'm going to follow you. Okay. I'm gonna take my hands off, take them off, and, and give me your hands for a week, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna do what you do. Okay. So so never ever 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 feel as though the, the brother don't love you. I got number love for Absolutely. you. Absolutely, I've never doubted that. Big time. <laughs> What's up, baby? Big time. What's up, What's unique man? Feeling good on this lovely Friday, man. About to spend it with the kids and the family. That's a beautiful thing. Listen, I got two points. 
what the last one, man, is is a safe place, a safe house, whatever, whatever we call it. But the first one, I was listening to uh, what's his name, Mittens, uh, the club. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mittens. Talking about uh, uh, he never, they didn't join those super teams back then. Check 2003 <clears throat> and uh, 2006, it. and I, I'll leave that alone. Okay. The glove, the glove said, you know, the three team, people joining teams, super teams and all that. Uh-huh. Check out 2003, see what team he was on. Okay. Well, that was at the end of his career, so that, that's your first point. Real quick, you need your second one. Okay, the second one, man, this is very important. This is uh, about what happened with the Super Bowl party, man. Listen, yeah. I, I want y'all to know this, man. I'm a member of the Youth Empowerment Committee. And that's our mission, man, is to, is to provide some type of skills and some type of understanding to the brothers that, that we have in our community, man. We suffering, bro. And so uh, I have a few brothers, man. We have some things going on. I need to be able to reach out to you guys. If you got an email for me, I want to send you something, man, because the whole thing we want to do is empower our youth today, man. So yeah. I need you guys to come on board. I want to send something out to you, take a look at it. And uh, let's collaborate about it. Yeah, stay on the line, Unique, because you'll get our information from Shannon Penn. We definitely got you, and we appreciate you reaching out to us. Aaron Ian comes up next. Then the NBA Rising Stars game for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. God bless and keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.